live and local on AM 770 KTTH. Your independent conservative host, Todd Herman, welcomes you to The Todd Herman Show. So, Ellie, do these vocal opponents of critical race theory actually understand fully what it is? No. And why should they? It's an academic theory mostly taught at the grad student level. Uh, Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times in which God has decided we shall live. We have unique responsibilities like trying really hard to understand super, super complicated things like critical race theory that only smart, fancy graduate students can understand. Because we hear bumpkins, we just sitting around picking up on our little banjos and Talking to our friend Dory, who's also playing a banjo on the other side of the bridge, though. Yeah, it's warm. It might even be uncomfortably warm. That's life. Deal with it. Shut up about it. Halibut aren't majestic. I've learned that. Nobody is allowed to say my name. Bungie! Oh, I am going down! The cord cut! My hands did not touch the water! I'm springing up near the bridge! Free fall again down near the water. I did it. Jorah went out this morning, caught me some roadkill, picked yep. it up off the streets, and sure. cooked it up in the backyard while I was picking my banjo. Nice. What'd you do when you was picking your banjo, trying to understand that complicated critical race theory thing that them them smart people in the colleges think? Well, I just I just realized that uh, I don't have the mental capacity to even begin to fathom what they're talking about. Uh, it's, it's simply, it, it is not for us to question why, Todd. It's for us to do or die for the sake of our kids. And if you want your kids to drown, uh, because believe it or not, uh, Idaho, Sun Valley is projected to be 14,000 feet underwater by the year 2023, according wow. to the latest projections. The seas are going to somehow rise more than 22,000 feet in the next two years if we don't uh, stop <laughs> eating flatulent cow meat. Uh, God. Now, is the meat itself flatulent, or do you mean meat from flatulent cows? Because that would be something if you had a, 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 a piece of steak that was also flatulent. I don't know. I, I cut into a T-bone last night, and I have oh, to say. Oh, no. Stop, stop, stop. There was a pocket I, no, no, in no, there. No, no, no. Stop, stop, stop. A little pocket. I can hear in my, no, 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 no. By the way, can I just say one thing? Just one thing. It's nothing to do with that. It kind of has to do with that. Yeah. Uh, Peppercorn cream sauce. That finishes off a steak, (laughs) unlike few things available to our palate. Okay. Make yourself. I'm I'm telling you right now. Everybody who's listening, make yourself a peppercorn cream sauce for your steak. You'll have some uh, Worcestershire, a little beef broth, a little garlic, a little butter. And, uh, of course, some heavy cream. And, oh, my goodness, that's tasty. Okay, that's probably not what you wanted me to talk about today, though. Well, not since you led with the flatulent meat thing, but that's okay. Yeah. We, we will, so, we'll course, because I was hearing in my mind, I was hearing your producer, Nicole, coming in saying, Ah, uh, I feel like we're going in a wrong direction here. Which yeah. you should have a, you should have a soundbite on the show where anytime she doesn't have to say it anymore. She can just, Ah, uh, Dory, I think we're going off track. Just yeah. get you back on track. Let's, let's get back on track. <laughs> you had one of the good representatives of the party on your show. 
Yes. He's one of the good functionaries. Um, he, and he's carbon copied. I mean, he actually might be an original in terms of his tremacity and uh, an ability to skate questions. And But he's carbon copied around the country. He's the boss of government schools in Washington state. And he was on the cutting edge of perverse pornographic sex ed and also on uh, critical race theory being taught in the schools. So he he came on your program and he proved that there's no critical race theory being taught in the government schools in Washington state, right? Yes, it's not being taught. So then I asked him, <laughs> I asked him, therefore, are you okay if we ban critical race theory as 20 states, 20 other states have done since we're banning nothing, banning something that doesn't exist? So are you okay with the critical race theory ban? And strangely, even though it doesn't exist, he doesn't want it banned either. And, and uh, I, I think the only ban we were thinking about at that time was ban roll-on because he seemed to be sweating a lot when he was trying to tell us why we couldn't ban something that it doesn't happen. <laughs> That's a terrific line of questioning. Yeah. I love that line of questioning. So I know that we have um, some select sounds from this conversation with Chris Rakedahl, who's blocked me on Twitter and what? just yeah, it's an outrage. Oh, he, he blocks everybody. He, he won't come on the show anymore. Um, let's hear a bit of Chris Rakedahl. What do we have here, Alex? We have uh, Chris Rakedahl when he was asked by Dory, "Why are teachers teaching what you say right. they aren't?" Here's his response. What? All right, let's hear this. Because you created a political construct. No, I haven't. You use words like leftists and Marxists on people, and then you want me to define it differently. When there is nothing right. in legal definition about it, so we have 300 million Americans with a different definition of it, and then you want to know why we don't have a standard by which we evaluate every teacher against that. Oh, my gosh. I, I was happy to give him my definition of critical race theory, but he says that, no, there are as many different definitions as there are people in the country, so he will not define it for us. But, of course, it's because once he defines it, people like you and me, we will start picking apart his definition and showing exactly how they violate that definition on a daily, maybe even hourly basis as they try to brainwash, brainwash the little uh, sponge minds of our kiddos that we send off to their care. So, yeah, he doesn't want to go on record saying what it is. He's just confident that whatever it is is not being taught. I mean, I know you have your dice. Uh, what is it you call it? It's not the social justice no, dice. No, right here, uh, dice. Yeah. My woke word dice. Okay. Equity. Yeah, Got it. Handy. But I think Chris Reichdahl had an excuse dice. Well, uh, I mean, it doesn't exist, so it can't be defined. But if I did define it, it wouldn't be like you define it because you say it's Marxist. But there's mm -hmm. no definition because there's 300 million people and all 300 million this, I mean, he just shook up a, a, a big cup full of excuse die. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I hope that they – I may – remember when Brian Bosworth, he was with the Seahawks briefly, but he started making T-shirts yes. in Denver Band about how much he hates Boz. Yes. And they didn't know it was Boz's company <laughs> that made the T-shirts. I think I'm going to start doing that. Not only am I going to keep my woke word dice that I have right here, but I'm going to make – 
the leftist excuse dies, and then yes. they'll uh, I'll have both sides covered. I'll make a fortune, and I'll finally be able to get on with my life. <laughs> there it is. I think there's one more piece of audio uh, with Chris Rakedall, the yes. uh, uh, shaker of excuse dice, Alex. And I want to encourage you to keep finding balance. We have to teach comprehensive history. You can label it however you want, call it what you want. But we owe our learners the progress we have made, the struggles we have gone through, and where we still drag that history and where there's still injustice. Brand that, define it, label it any way you want. That's what's actually in our learning standards. That's what I believe our teachers do a great job teaching to. And if you think somebody is out of bounds around that, you have an appeal process locally that can turn into a larger state uh, investigation if appropriate. We've not seen... Oh. Well, look, he and what he said there is, uh, if you, if there's something you don't like, bring it to an appeals process. In other words, you can go all the way up to the state superintendent and tell them that you don't like it. The problem, of course, is when he says, "But we're going to teach comprehensive history." Yeah, we know, we know that you're going to teach all kinds of of revisionist history to make America look as horrible as possible. But we also know that's not the exclusive domain of what CRT is all about. They tell white kids that they should step to the front of the classroom because they have so much privilege. And if you are a black gay kid, you should take steps backwards to the back of the classroom. And you shouldn't be doing that to kids. We shouldn't be making the kids at the black back of the classroom hate the kids at the front because they're so privileged and we shouldn't make the kids at the front feel so guilty because they are the overlords of the kids who are standing at the back of the classroom. It is, it's an amazing and bizarre exercise in, in how our kids are being treated in the schools and it, they are being used, manipulated as pawns for adults' social constructs. And you have Chris Reichdahl, the same guy who told me that there was no, but there's no curriculum. There's no comprehensive sex. There's no curriculum in CSE. And when I pointed to distinct examples, like he said, well, but that's not, that doesn't have to be taught. It's local control. He does the shell game. Yes, we have said that you have to have this perverse pornographic sex ed in all the schools, Mm -hmm. but there's local control. They can choose which, which pornographic videos they show. Right. Right. All right. So we'll continue to discuss uh, these and other things with Dory Monson after a quick glance at traffic with right-way traffic. Sorry, I want to, in a bit, get your opinion. I, I don't mean um, to interrupt you, Ty, but hold on. Yeah. I, I, got yeah. to, I just got a set of these, and I'm very excited. These are my uh, traffic dice. I, hold on. Yeah, I got Edmonds to Seattle at 32 uh, minutes right now, not 31. <laughs> Quit okay, it. go That's ahead with your question. Now people are all screwed up. Yeah. Um, I want to get in a bit. Uh, I know you and I have different opinions on on the mRNA injections and production of a spike protein through this untested gene therapy. Well, I don't know that we have different opinions, but you chose to get it. I didn't. But I right. want to get your thoughts on um, the illusion of choice that Xavier Becerra has admitted he wants us to believe in. But I want to start with one more Seattle story because it's also a national story. Yes. And that is this. Some cops went to Washington, D.C., to watch the president give a speech. Those cops, two of them, stood on an unauthorized area. And, Dory, they did not step in to stop the riots in Washington, D.C., where they had absolutely no legal authority, any greater than any other citizen. Because they were in an unauthorized area, 
and because right. they didn't single-handedly stop the riots that the Capitol Hill police allowed to occur, they should be fired. And this, tell me, tell me if you see any any hint of inconsistency in the Seattle Times, Lewis Cam <laughs> cheerleading for them to be fired when. Did they cheerlead some other things in Seattle? Yeah, the Seattle Times really has become in just a pure anti-cop rag sheet. And it is amazing to me that these cops, what they did allegedly was they stood on the wrong side of a barrier and smiled while a picture was taken of them. That was the extent of their transgressions. They didn't go or they have no evidence that they went into the U.S. Capitol. They just had a smiling picture taken, but they said they were on the wrong side of a fence. So you have Seattle City Councilwoman Lorena Gonzalez, who sent out a very angry tweet about that last night, and she said that she was outraged that uh, Seattle sent more cops to this rally than any city in the country and how outrageous it was. Lorena Gonzalez stood silent while you had a downtown six-block area called Chow's and Chop was taken over by, uh, by, by people with guns who just took over the streets by force. She had nothing to say about that. In the city that she supposedly governs, that she had nothing to say about insurrectionists in Seattle. But cops standing on the wrong side of a barrier in D.C., she suddenly believes that they all should be fired. And her fake, phony outrage just doesn't ring true to anybody who analyzes her words. And, yes, I have all of her words in front of me, and I'll do a lot of analyzing uh, when, when we get on the air at noon today because we, all we have is a bunch of phonies bunch of phony grandstanders who are running politics around here these days. Yeah, and I would say this story. There will be a car radio noon to three. You can hear that analysis. Uh, I would also say this story, that if I understand correctly, and I do, the mm-hmm. instructions to cops during the Chop Chaz riots that began, and everybody knew they were going to be violent, you had police officers, including our police chief, uh, police chief at the time, Carmen Best, saying, should we try to prevent this? No. There are people breaking windows. Shall we stop them? No. There are people throwing Molotov cocktails into police cars and burning them down. Should we prevent that? No. There are people beating people in the streets. Should we stop that? No. There's attempts to murder cops. Should we seek these people out and bring them to justice? No. They've seized six blocks of Seattle on Capitol Hill. Should we go take it back? No. They're trying to take over our police station. They're armed with actual rifles trying to take over you know, parts of Seattle and our police station. Shall we stop that? No, let it go. Oh, uh, we're two cops in D.C. watching a riot, um, getting our picture taken. Uh, where's that's the comparison I'm making. That's it. <laughs> Every time now you, you do your voice, I feel like you're about to try to sell me a tank of propane. That's uh, exactly. That's the voice. But oh, they should have stepped in. Or, oh, they should have stepped right up and stopped that. Yeah. All of a sudden, that's the that's the change. Right. Yeah. It's it's really something to watch because uh, here's what Lorena Gonzalez tweeted. Last night, earlier this afternoon, Seattle's OPA investigation into six officers who were in D.C. during the January 6th Capitol rally and insurrection. Like so many of you, I was deeply disturbed to learn that SPD had the largest contingent of officers. 
she was not deeply disturbed that two teenage black young men and one boy who was 16 were murdered at Chaz and Chop. She had nothing to say about the multiple women who were raped at Chaz and Chop, but a smiling photograph in D.C., thousands of miles away, she is now deeply disturbed. Uh, I agree with the disturbed part. I don't believe that it's as... You know, it might be a mile wide and an inch deep because she just isn't a very deep person. But for her to say this is what she cares about more than any story in the news yesterday and going into today, we're going to expose her for the absolute phony that she is. And this, Folks, just get used to this. This is life under the party. We, with Seattle as our home, and, and Seattle's been my home for, was my home for gosh, most of my adult life. We were used to life under the party. This is what's coming your way if you don't prevent it. Dory, I want to shift gears real quick. I yeah. want to ask you um, if you yourself felt any bit of queasiness when you heard the HHS Secretary Xavier Bacara, who, well, it's said that he works for the White House. I suggest he works for some companies called Pfizer and Moderna, mm-hmm. et cetera. Did you feel a warm fuzzy when you heard? Okay, so if you want to stay alive, if you're going to contract COVID and you want to stay alive, best chance will be if you're vaccinated. We want to give people a sense that they have the freedom to choose, but we hope hope they choose to live. That that phrase, Dory, <laughs> that we want people to sense that they have the freedom of, to choose. Right. At the same time as we're being told by um, people that there have to be mandatory injections. Right. Did you feel good about that and warm inside? Yeah, they're going to go door to door, Joe Biden said, and make sure people are vaccinated. I hope he has Beto O'Rourke alongside him, because as they're going door to door, Beto can go and rummage through their gun safe <laughs> to make sure that he's not. they don't have a gun that they yeah. can confiscate at the exact yeah. same time. Yeah, this is, uh, this is truly a government that is out of control. And so, uh, I mean, look, I get annoyed. I, I always felt that the kids who had to sell... You know, ticket books, coupon books for their football team or the Girl Scout cookies and all of that. Uh, I just never liked the door-to-door solicitation. But I think it's a valuable skill if you are going to be a politician someday because you have to have the shamelessness of being able to knock on doors, (laughs) tell people that you're going to take some of their property and give them essentially nothing in return. And that's what those Girl Scout cookies are. They're essentially nothing in return. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be quite a, quite a ride. And it is more clear than ever today that Joe Biden is completely not in control of his mental facilities. It's gone. And he had moments yesterday where he would pause for five, six seconds. Yeah as he tried to gather his thoughts. And so you have to ask, who's running the country? What are their motives? Is it Kamala Harris, who even Democrats can't stand? Is it the Barack Obama people? Who who is running the country right now in the United States of America? I just say, I just, and the answer is, uh, my dead son, Hunter, has been, I mean, Bo has been into the, he's starting a painting business mm-hmm. uh, with Osama bin Laden. Uh, I mean, come on. Come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. 
There it is. Dory Monson, noon to three on Cairo Radio. Thanks for coming on. Go with God's good grace, Dory. Thank you. It's a pleasure, C-Gang. All right.